In our previous year, we began a discussion on what we learned in our Gemara and Daf Yudalid, that even though Beisham and Beisilol had fundamental machlaikis, as our mission indicates, they had a fundamental machlaikis regarding Tsaris Erva. The Gemara indicates, the mission indicated, that they had fundamental machlaikis regarding Tumah Tahara. Says the Gemara, Lainimnu did not refrain from intermarrying into each other's families. And the Gemara asks, as we learned in the previous year, but aren't there very serious concerns that could result from such marriages based on their respective opinions? Particularly, according to Basil, the Gemara indicated there could be someone who's a mamzer, according to their opinion, if they follow the opinion of Beis Shammai. So the Gemara says, the Parshi, that if indeed there was such a situation, Beis Shammai would inform Beis Hillel. And as we discussed, the Machlokes Rishonim, what does that mean? Whose obligation is it to notify? Is it Beis Shammai's obligation to notify Beis Hillel? Is it Beis Hillel's obligation to notif- to re- ask Beis Shammai what is the status? Which led us into a discussion in analyzing the Sif in Yeridea, Simen Kuf Yotes Sif Zayin, which discusses in general the halachas of Namanus, who and when is there Namanus, and when is there not Namanus. And we continued in the previous year in analyzing the words of the Shulchan Aruch in Simen Kuf Yotes Sif Zayin. We begin our current year with analyzing the Ramah's comments in that sif. Says the Ramah, Says the Ramah, If somebody is, we have a concern, is not scrupulous in following something, following a halacha, but it's the kind of situation, it's the kind of People don't really consider it an Aveira. He's not considered a Choshet. Even though we're not going to label such an individual a Choshet because of his error. To this halacha, he's not Neman. The Mefarshim, the Tshuvas Ramah, which this Ramah is based on, says the example, I guess, in those times was that Stam Yenom. We know, of course, that Stam Yenom may not be drunk, and apparently in those days people assumed that you may drink Stam Yenom. So teaches us the Ramah that if this individual comes to teach us, that comes to tell us that this wine is not Stam Yenam. We can't trust him because he doesn't consider Stam Yenam an Isser. Certainly, if 
he, not only do, don't we trust him to tell us that it's not Stam Yainam, even if he just, certainly we won't trust him if he comes to tell us, you may drink this wine, because we can't rely on him, because he's an individual that doesn't recognize or accept that this is Asr. The Shach and Aruch HaShulchan go on to say that even though we said in the previous year that once somebody is Choshed in a certain Avera, not only is he Choshed for that Avera, but he's Choshed for any Avera which is less severe than that Avera, that isn't going to be the situation here, explained the Shach and Aruch HaShulchan. And the reasoning is very understandable. In that situation, the person recognizes what he's doing is, is wrong. And his not following the halacha represents a certain laxity. And therefore, if he's lax in a more serious avera, we certainly need to be concerned that he's going to be lax in a, more, in a less serious. Here, his not following the halacha doesn't come from a laxity, his not following the halacha comes because he doesn't recognize this to be an Aveira. And therefore, the fact that he isn't careful in this subject has no um, indication, has no bearing on other halachas that he is careful. The Dark Yitshuva in Sif Kotnamem Gimel here discusses a situation where you have people who are very religiously observant, but the person doesn't realize that even though he has to be Shemr Shabbos, he doesn't recognize that he also may not allow his non-Jewish workers, his animals, to work on Shabbos. And that question was, can we trust him when he says something is not chametz. On one hand, he's being mekel on Hilcha Shabbos. So he explains that we could trust him and we could give him a heksher as long as when we explain to him what he did was incorrect, was halachically unacceptable, we cannot, we, and he accepts to do the right thing um, further he will be Neman. And therefore, taking the concept that we learned from the Shach and the Aruch HaShulchan one step further, if you have a person that is lax, they explain, in Hilchus Kashrus, and he eats a certain food which is halachically not allowed to be eaten, that doesn't mean we can't trust him for other foods. Continues the, sh- the remark, and this is obviously the issue that um, is most connected to the sugya we're learning. And in fact, if we look at the remark here, the remark says that he takes his psak from a hagos Mordechai in our sugya. Says the remark, if somebody is careful in certain in a certain Isser. 
because that's what he believes is the halacha. Or even if it doesn't say it's absolutely what the halacha requires, there's a certain chumr that he accepted upon himself. Says He could still sit together and eat with the people who don't think it's usur to eat this food. They won't give him to eat something that he believes it's usur. So before we go into analyzing this very important halacha, it's worthwhile to repeat, I believe, a mi'iri that I saw here in our Gemara on Daf Tezvav Amibes. The Gemara on Daf Tezvav Amibes tells us a story where Reb Tzadik's son brought olives to Reb Yochanan and Rabbi Yochanan did not want to eat those olives, as the Gemara explains, because he was concerned that those olives were mukhshla because they followed the opinion of Beishamai. But, points out them eerie, it's not that Rabbi Yochanan said to them, I disagree with you halachically. You hold these olives a kosher, you hold these olives a tor. And I hold these olives of Tomei. Let's look, says the Me'iri, at the words Rabbi Yochanan Choni used. Omalai, ain't any oichel zeisim. What does this mean? He means, says the Me'iri, that if somebody doesn't eat something, he's a machmer, that somebody else eats this food and he doesn't eat this food. So the Me'iri says it shouldn't be that the person makes a big announcement. I'm frumer than you. I'm more observant than you. You eat this, and I don't. He should do it in a very discreet manner. He should say, Ein ani oichel. So going back to explaining the words of the Ramah, the Shach is very extensive in explaining this halacha. So he says that if I eat something, and I'm eating together with somebody who doesn't eat it, uh, the, the halacha is not concerned that I will give the person who doesn't eat it food that he doesn't want to eat. And explains the shach. Two points. Number one, it has to be that I'm aware that this person I'm eating with is makbid not to eat it. And furthermore, explains the shach, because I wouldn't want to be over lifnei ever in giving somebody to eat something that he doesn't believe may be eaten. The Shach here quotes a Chuvas Merabach that goes into many details in this halacha. And the Marabach draws a distinction between somebody who's machmer because he believes that that is the halacha versus someone who's machmer, not because he has a personal opinion in, in this question, because, versus somebody who's machmer because this was the minig of his family or the minig of his community. He explains. Somebody who's machmer because he believes that this is the halacha always 
explains the shach, has the ability to change his mind. And therefore, says the shach, if it's obvious that this is the food that he held is halachically not permissible, I could put the food down in front of him. And now, he can make his own decisions. Because the possibility exists that he changed his mind. And he agrees that this food may be eaten. And therefore, me putting the food down in front of him, as long as it's obvious what is the status of that food, there is no chash of lefnei either. Uh, obviously, if it's not obvious what the status of this food is, we would have to be machmer. Because how am I to know what this is that I should be able to make a decision? For, further, but if it's because of a minig, there I should be more careful. On the other hand, the shach makes a difference. So in this, in this situation, someone who's machmer because of a din, because he thinks that that's the halacha, is treated more leniently than somebody who's machmer because he feels that th- he's following this because of a minik. On the other hand, he says, that if somebody is machmer not to eat something because of a minik, not only may he not be eat the food, and not only may he not eat the fu- fu- food that was cooked in kalim, that cooked food like this, but he shouldn't even use kalim that are we, even though they weren't used for the last 24 hours, one should not use kalim that weren't used for the last 24 hours to cook this food. One, of course, should not take someone else's kalim. I am lenient, and he is machmer. I shouldn't take his kalim and cook something in it that he wouldn't want to eat. But, it seems, that if it, that's if I hold that alpidin, this food may not be eaten. On the other hand, if someone only is following this because of a minig, so not only may uh, may he eat from kalim that the f- that food like this was cooked in, but even he himself could use those kalim as long as they are not containing those food. And the reason is, it's not because he really holds that that's the halacha. It's only a minig, and therefore the minig is limited only to the food itself, but not to the kalim. The Dakit Shuva discussed quotes a Shuva Ksav Seifer. In Chelik Yerodeya, Simon Ayin Zion. Regarding someone who was machmer in a certain subject, because that was what he felt is the halacha, and someone else feels that this is mutter, has an iser of lefneiver. If I know that you think somebody is usher, he says that there is no lifneiver and there is no messiah, because if I hold a smutter, giving it to you is not 
considered lifneiver. As we've discussed in our shir, in our previous year, that's the fundamental question: what is considered lifneiver? On the other hand, the Knesset Agdaila says that we always have to treat other people's chumras with the greatest respect. He speaks about a situation where there was a per, where there's a question which is the Shemitah year. And we know that most people are in agreement which year to be considered the Shemitah year. But there's one there's one person who's being machmer and considering another year of Shemitah year. So here, as he explains, it's not the same situation that we've been speaking about until now. Until now we've been speaking about situations where there are legitimate differences of opinion. And each one of us has to respect the other person's opinion. Here we're referring to a situation where the opinion of the Mahmer is an opinion that's really not an accepted opinion. Still says the Knesset G'dayla, we have the obligation to respect everybody's opinion, and if he's machmer, we may not give him food that he doesn't want to eat. But then, I saw a fa- he speaks about, the Dr. Tshuva speaks about a fascinating situation, and I find the Psak to be very interesting as well. He speaks about a situation where there was a city, and a new shaykhit came into the city, and the Rav of the city did not know the status, did not know the shaykhit. And because he didn't know the shaykhit, he paskined that people shouldn't eat from the meat slaughtered by, by that shaykhit. But there are other people in town who do know the shaykhit and do know him to be a qualified shaykhit. So not only does he say to those people who know that this shaykhit is a qualified shaykhit, may they eat, he says that you could even give other people who don't know the status of the shaykhit to eat from from that shaykhit shrita, because they know it's kosher, even though the Rav says not to eat from it, he seems to hold that um, he seems to hold that this is based on a lack of knowledge, and since it's based on a lack of knowledge, it's not considered a psak that one has to follow or need to have other people follow. Certainly, says the Darki Tshuva as well, that these halachas that we've been discussing apply to men and women equally. And therefore, just like a man has to be careful what he eats and what he serves someone else, the same halacha obviously applies to women as well.